I think they had a big issue with the fact that there were ferns in the lobby, uh, you know, and that, that there's no place for ferns at a rock show. Um, <laughs> from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Good morning, Piet. How are you, bro? Good, Jordan. How you doing? Good. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing we're literally living in the last days of the BMO Harris Bradley Center. Yeah, I know. Coming up, the final concert at the arena, Bon Jovi. For us Milwaukeeans who've just always just known it as the Bradley Center. Right. Uh, you know, sponsors come and go, but the concerts that have happened there over the years will always stick with us. And it's going to be kind of bittersweet as Bon Jovi kind of wraps up and is the last performer here in Milwaukee at the Bradley Center. <laughs> Yeah, so Bon Jovi uh, was actually the first band that actually did a sold-out show at the Bradley Center. How poetic. Yeah, I know, back in 1989. Um, And the Bradley Center, I remember when it opened... you know, it took a while for the concerts to, to mm-hmm. you know, I did a story on this, basically, looking back at the concert history. And uh, one of the first reviews was for, for Van Halen, and they kind of knocked that this is not a good rock venue. You know, <laughs> just, you know they had a, I think they had a big issue with the fact that there were ferns in the lobby, uh, you know, and that, that there's no place for ferns at a rock show. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it took a while for it to kind of get going. And, you know, people over the years obviously have complained about acoustics and the Bradley and sight lines and things like that. But man, they hosted some major, major, major stars. Oh, some man. historical. There were just some big historical nights, especially for Milwaukee music, with like 300 shows. I think over its 30-year history, uh, big names. You know, Frank Sinatra and U2 and the Rolling Stones, and uh, even Eminem uh, opening for Limp Bizkit. Right. <laughs> you oh know? my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that, that was like the Fred Durst backwards red hat phase. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. You know, Kanye West did an opening set for, for Usher, Usher back right. in 2004. Oh man. Um, I mean. It's just really, you know, Jay-Z was an opener, too, for, um, I think, for 50 Cent. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a show with Dr. Dre, with Eminem, yes, with Ice Cube, yeah, with yeah, Snoop yeah. Dogg. Yep, yep. And it was, like, barely full right. <laughs> back in 2000. So it's kind of amazing to look back. If you go to jsonline.com, you can look back at uh, – we have a timeline that really – that marks all the concerts that happened at the Bradley Center over its history. And I highlighted some major shows and some major significant things that happened there. Um, big, big shows there. And in that 30-year time, you know, of course, we've had Big X come and go, but the impact it has on the Milwaukee scene, I think the interesting thing for me to watch about this timeline is the ebb and flow. You know, you had some periods where it's just like stacked, and then Mm -hmm. some years where there's like five. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was. I mean, 2013, there was three. Uh, 2008 was the peak year with like 17 shows. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the peak year in terms of business. And yeah, and uh, you know, some artists who you look back, you're like, well, they played the Bradley Center. It's kind of surprising, <laughs> but definitely, definitely some that are that were legends. Uh, you know, Prince back in his symbol oh, years, uh, he did a show there in 1997. Um, you know, and uh, you know that was his one and only show there at the, at the Bradley. Tina Turner, um, she did kind of her farewell tour, uh, the 24/7 tour. Um, and stopped at the Bradley Center in May 2000. Lionel Richie was her opening act. Can you imagine Lionel Richie as an opener for Tina Turner? Seeing Amazing. Both, uh, those acts on that same night. Uh, Paul McCartney kicked off a tour there in 2002. You had Elton John and Billy Joel. They did a co-headlining show. Uh, the Dixie Chicks, you know, a few months after the big backlash, yeah. Yeah. they were at the Bradley Center. They sold out it the Bradley Center infamous. still. 
That was you an know? infamous concert. We yeah, yeah, down. they still sold out the Bradley Center. Simon and Garfunkel, they were uh, had a giant riff for a decade, came to the Bradley Center. They had the Everly Brothers. They yeah. did harmonies with the Everly Brothers at the Bradley Center. Um, that's amazing. Uh, you had the same month uh, in 2005. You had the Rolling Stones there for one of the highest grossing tours of all time, number two on that list, the Bigger Bang <sighs> Tour. Played there two days after that, that Bigger Bang album came out um, You know, for two hours. And then 17 days later... You too, with one of the other highest grossing tours of all time, the Vertigo Tour, came to the Bradley Center just 17 days later. Uh, they happened to be playing there on the 29th birthday of the band first meeting. Um, you know, so like I said, there was just some major, major things that happened in that arena. Uh, Taylor Swift uh, was there when she won an award. She won an award live from the Bradley right. Center. Uh, Lady Gaga at the peak of the, the, the Gaga mania was there. Uh, and then more recent shows, Lord, Guns N' Roses. I mean, there's just, there's been some big, big stuff there. And to have it kind to end this year with, uh, like you said, Bon Jovi, who first sold it out, and of course having the Bon Iver with collections of colonies of bees and Field Report show where Milwaukee kind of was able to put a final bow on the Bradley Center. I thought that that was a beautiful sentiment, not because it was done for that reason, but the, the happenstance of having Milwaukee and Wisconsin artists who had reached that point where they could handle an arena show like that pretty cool that was so cool you know you had a field report with mark waldock and i mean they, they they had a packed house because there were some bone of air diehards there that were there right when the for the first act and that room was so still during those quieter songs and so intense with energy and passion during the, the higher notes of that and same with collections of colonies of bees which is an avant-garde band but an, it's like an avant-garde band that is built for arenas Absolutely. and so for them to actually play an arena and rock an arena was really cool to see so i can't think of a more you know fitting kind of goodbye than these last few shows that we've had there um and looking forward to seeing bon jovi yet if we want to check out that article it's up now yeah, go to jsonline.com slash music. And, of course, we'll have coverage of the Bon Jovi show. So I can't, again, reiterate how exciting it was to see uh, the Bon Iver concert as the one of, again, one of the last shows. Not the last show, like the third to last show here at the Bebo Harris Bradley Center. Yeah, what, what were some of your favorites that you saw there? I mean, also, right, right next to it really was the Lord and the Run the Jewels to show. Uh, um, to see, first of all, when I found out that Lord was coming, I was excited. But then to know that Run the Jewels, who right now to me are like a contemporary public enemy. They mm-hmm. just have so much attention from so many different people all across the musical spectrum. Uh, that was really exciting. Uh, I've been a big fan of that group. I was a fan of their work prior to them coming together run the jewels i know they have not ever played in milwaukee before and the fact that their first gig here in the city of milwaukee was at the bradley center what a cool moment yeah very cool that, that was the kickoff of lord's tour which was I, that was just a that was it's gonna be hard even though this is a huge concert you're gonna get to in a minute uh it's gonna be hard to think of shows that might knock lord or yep. bonavere from my top 10 list this year they were both just such strong strong shows uh in the case of the bonavere show there was just so, it was a special show where they did the 10th anniversary of For Emma forever ago. You had fans that came from all over the country for that show. Uh, it was a one-time only kind of set list. And that audience was just so respectful of, of Bon Iver and the music. Yeah. There were moments where it was just so quiet. To be able to hear I, a pin drop in an arena? It's stunning. I mean, and that, was, <laughs> that happened several times in that show. It was such a great show. And Lord, um, you know, she just had such passionate energy she tweeted later like the, how she felt like this was this was kind of she reached a new plateau or new yeah. peak uh, artistically uh the night the day after that and i think she really i don't think that was just a line i think she really felt that and yep. i think you could really sense that and feel that because she just she just commanded that big room so well it was just so intense with the show and it was just a beautifully done show where there was a lot of spectacle but it yes. still felt very it wasn't 
a needless spectacle. Absolutely. And the spectacle was always her. Um, and so even though there was, you know, some dancers and some interesting things kind of going on, it was always about the songs and about her as a performer and about the sentiment in those songs. And I think that's what made that show so strong. Having gone into the box suites uh, at that Lord show, you know, you walk around on that third floor and you see pictures of some of the greats we've talked about who have performed in the space throughout the years. And as much as I had nostalgia for that, I also had a lot of excitement for the future because I realized that there's a common denominator in 2000, I don't know, six, seven back. And it was this kind of lack of, for me of adventurous programming, unlike what I just talked about. I mean, to have Lord and run the jewels, to have uh bon Iver, that's, that's a unique and special kind of artist to come into the market. And I'm very much looking forward to personally what the future of large concerts might be for Milwaukee, because we're at this time now, Piet, where you look at like a Coachella or, 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 or a large Lollapalooza. Sometimes the headliners, they're not they're not Billy Joel and, sure. you know, they're not, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I think the future is going to be a very interesting time for big concerts here in the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'll be interesting to see, we've got a new arena that's coming around the corner, uh, the new Bucks arena. That's why the Bradley Center for those, I mean, everyone probably yeah. knows why, but the right. Bradley Center is going down because yep. a new Bucks arena is coming up and uh, it's be $524 million arena. I think it'll probably be state of the art in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. I think the concert experience will be really yeah. strong too. What the Bradley Center, though, accomplished, considering that it was, you know, built as a hockey arena, the sound wasn't all that hot, yep. um, they still were able to, they had a good reputation, I've talked to other promoters about this, for creating a really interesting backstage environment that mm. artists really loved. I think that might have played a role in some experiences there, some strong shows. Uh, the one that really stands out to me is this Pearl Jam show, um, where... Uh, Pearl Jam played there in 2014. They did Yield front to back. Yeah. I mean, they never had done that before. Um, you know, Rick Nielsen was a special guest and they did, uh, you know, a Who cover and it was really great. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was in that crowd. I mean, I talked to tons of Pearl Jam fans after that review and lots of people reached out to me and were like, I've seen them so many times. Right. I've never experienced a Pearl Jam show that strong. Yeah. It was a really stunning, strong, once in a lifetime type of mm-hmm. concert. Uh, and I think in some ways, this just the whatever is going on with Eddie Vedder and the band. Also, maybe some <laughs> of the treatment backstage might have played into that too. Mm-hmm. Um, this new arena coming up, I think, has the potential to really do even more in a sense because uh, I think it'll make promoters really happy because there'll be more lower bowl seats. Yes. Um, so you know the Bradley Center. Uh, especially when you compare it to like the United Center, um, you know, which I guess is our biggest competitor for arena shows sure. in Chicago, uh, the average gross is much, much smaller than the United Center yes. on, on average. Um, but they were like two thirds of, of the seats were upper bowl at the Bradley. Yep. About two thirds of the seats are going to be lower bowl. Yes. You're going to be able to charge more money for those tickets. So those shows should do stronger business, which I think right. will make promoters happy. Yes. Um, the acoustics are going to be better, I anticipate. They've been I, yeah. paying a lot more attention to the acoustics. And it's it's even technically smaller than the Bradley Center in some ways. I mean, it's more intimate because there'll yes. be more lower seats. So I think the audience experience will be um, just better. And I think the, the in turn, the artist experience on stage is going to be better because they'll, they'll feel probably more of that sort of impact from the closest. And I anticipate, too, that they'll probably take some pages from 
from what the Bradley Center did in terms yes. of backstage treatment yes. for the crew, for the artists, and that will play some sort of you know rub off on the show. Right. I mean, we've already talked about on the segment in the past, just from a technical perspective, load in and load out is already going to be so much easier for tours. Not only does that make it attractive from a perspective of getting into the city, but it also just makes the whole experience more positive. So you think, I mean, how many players are in the big tour game anyways? You're only mm-hmm. talking about so many companies in the nation. Yep. So they start having good experiences. Who wins? The Milwaukee ticket buyer. Yeah, I think so. And especially if they can continue to buy tickets. I mean, it'll ultimately boil down to that. But right. yeah, and they have six, they'll have six internal loading docks of the new arena versus the one outdoor one yep. at the Bradley. So it, it will be a lot smoother and more cost effective. There's a lot of, a lot of pluses with this new arena and, and plays there. Uh, and we're seeing it in terms of the bookings. I mean, we, we, there was expectation that a new arena you know, because of the fresh paint and the yeah, curiosity yeah, yeah. factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are going to go more shows in that new arena because it might have higher tickets than it typically would in an old arena. Uh, and we're seeing a really crowded concert slate from mm-hmm. the new arena. Um, this is this, so just some names. Uh, Justin Timberlake is yep. playing his first show in yep. 15 years at the new arena. Uh, you've got Kevin Hart, Jim yep. Gaffigan, Elton Metallica. John, Metallica. Elton John's doing part of his farewell right. tour. Foo Fighters, uh, right? Yeah, Foo Fighters. Yep. And here's the thing, too. This is what really stands out to me comparing the Bradley to the new arena. Uh, it's just the way it worked out, but it's still pretty striking. Uh, at the new arena uh, in October, you're going to have three consecutive nights yeah. with three of the biggest rock bands in the world. You've got on night one, you'll have uh, Metallica. Yep. Uh, the next night, the Foo Fighters is in that arena. The next the night. next night after that, Eagles are in that arena. <laughs> That's just amazing. This is something that the Bradley Center never never really did like on that level. Something that Summerfest hasn't really done on that level where they've had three huge rock bands, mm-hmm. three nights in a row. Right. That's just that really striking. I think that really shows how strong, especially now when it's fresh, right. this new arena can be. And the thing I get most excited about is the trickle down, the commerce that comes along with that for the Milwaukee uh, hotel businesses, locally owned businesses, and ultimately, you think about that lineup, that's a stay. That's a staycation for someone. You could come yeah. out of town and say, you know, we're going to get a hotel. We're going to both these shows. Mm-hmm. And then what are you doing all day? And what are you doing after the show? Mm-hmm. And what is the entertainment hub that we can now create downtown around this kind of uh momentum it seems like the uh the not i'm not just talking about the finance but the culture of all of this feels very promising for the city of milwaukee yeah it's going to boil down to to how many tickets can be bought um and if you look at the new arena there's some shows i mean elton john is sold out Justin Timberlake's basically sold out. Foo Fighters basically sold out. Metallica, Eagles are selling strong. Um, Kevin Hart, Jim Gaffigan has been softer. Um, it'll just it'll just kind of boil down to how how much people are yep. willing to buy. If people continue to buy beyond this honeymoon period, yep. I think it'll bode well for the kinds of tours that can come there, which can bode well for the kinds of business opportunities there'll be downtown as well. One thing that I'm really hoping to see, though, that in this new arena that we didn't see quite as often in the Bradley Center, and I think we will see, is more diversity in, in programming. Uh, the Bradley Center had, like, you can count on one hand, basically, the number of hip-hop shows, for instance, that uh-huh. they had. Uh, some really great ones, you know? They but, had the Dr. Right, Dre. They right. had the, the, the Jay-Z with 50 Cent, uh, Kanye opening for Usher, um, Run the Jewels. Yep. Um, I really hope this new arena can get more of those kind of big, like, hip-hop shows, uh, Latin, the Latin market on the arena level. Oh, man. Long been overlooked long uh, in Milwaukee. I think there's and, some opportunity there to get an audience. Right. And EDM as well. I mm-hmm. mean, there are artists EDM. who can do huge, huge venues all throughout the Midwest, the upper part of America here. Is this an opportunity for them to do some shows in Milwaukee? I think I think there are those opportunities there. So I, that's something that I hope that we'll see from the new arena is uh, some diversity in the kinds of, of big arena shows as well. Because I, I think you'll, you'll see that in general around the country. And I really hope we'll see it in Milwaukee. 
Well, you can follow up more. You've got articles online about this right now. Yeah, go to jsonline.com slash music. We've got lots of stuff on the, the Bradley, its final days, and its concert history, and stuff on, on what we can expect from the new arena. Of course, we want you to continue to communicate with us. You can always hit us up at radiomilwaukee.org. And while you're there, you can subscribe to this podcast. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership. Subscribe at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Piet, I'll see you next time. Tap in. See you next time. See you next time. See you next time.